plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star. Are you are the party starts now? Well, hello, power partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the empowerment channel, the biggest network in the world. I'm very excited for today's show. It is going to be a power party. Coming up in segment two, you're going to meet the fantastic emerging illustrator, Jensen Russell. She is collaborating with me on a new children's book series called Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures. And we're going to find out how an illustrator translates the words of an author into art that resonates with the readers, as well as her journey from, you know, working with goats on her farm and deciding to become an artist and, uh, and how she's juggling school and working at the same time. In segment three, Jacques Cousteau said, we forget that the water cycle and the life cycle are one. Water is life, and without it, humans, plants, and the world as we know it would not survive. So we're going to be discussing water. What is it? Why is it so critical to survival? And right now, we're, I want to talk to you about how boosting your brain power through the right food is going to work, because Studies indicate that oxidative stress and inflammatory uh, mediators in the blood can cause damage to brain cells. So we're going to, how about berries? Berries come to the rescue to counteract and reduce the damage. And you will find out how you can improve your brain by eating more berries. But first of all, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. Be the star you are.org. Get involved, make a donation, volunteer, you know, sign up for our disaster relief programs or just to get the newsletter. And this is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Though we travel the world over to find the beautiful, we must carry it with us or we find it not. That isn't that absolutely so true. If we do not decide that um, beautiful is everywhere. It is definitely an inside job. Well, we're talking about how uh, berries can really sharpen our brain because foods can boost our brain power. And it's very important that we start taking care of our health and thinking a little bit more critically about what goes into our mouths. Now, eating berries regularly may help your brain work at its best. And the good news is here in America, we are eating more berries. And that is a really good idea. 
Besides being packed with vitamins, minerals, and fiber, berries are rich in flavonoids, and they are colorful because of bioactive compound, uh, compounds. And um, w the beneficial effects are imparted when we eat the berries. So both oxidative stress and inflammatory mediators in the blood cause damage to brain cells. But with these flavonoids that we find in berries, which have that antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effect, they counteract, they reduce, and they repair the damage. Now, I grow a, a lot of different berries, but the one berry that I know is very good for us, but it's, um, it's challenging because it wants to grow everywhere, is the blackberry. And I have these huge blackberry bushes uh, that's just sort of, you know, it's like a, well, I don't know, just uh, it's like a thorn patch, right? But I'm ready to pull them out, except for they're filled with berries that are not quite ripe. So I will cut them down afterwards because the thorns really, really get to you. But they are so good for you. And they're really great. When I was a little girl, I used to go uh, to my grandmother's who had blackberry patches by the horse barn. And the first thing we'd want to do is go out in the morning and pick the berries so that we could put them in our breakfast cereal. Um, so I wanted to tell you about the blood, the blood bane uh, barrier, and it protects the brain from harmful circulating agents in our bodies, like compounds that can cross over, and we need to bring these properties to the site of action. Now, uh, scientists don't really understand why berries are so, so good for the brain, but it's most likely due to that antioxidant and anti-inflammatory potential of the compounds. And now most of the evidence for berries and brain health comes from animal studies. And now that's changing. The last five or six years, uh, they've started doing some studies in humans, and the data coming in from those studies are really promising. And here's what we do know so far about what berries do for the brain and for the brain in humans. They do improve memory. A new study found that both younger and older adults who ate flavonoid-rich blueberries showed improvements in memory and attention-based tasks, as well as increased blood flow to key areas of the brain. Now, in other studies, older adults given blueberries or strawberries for three months did better on memory tests than those who just got a placebo. Now, you could also, you know, drink a, 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 a drink that was rich with blueberries, and that actually, actually shows a boost in memory as well. Now, they also show that berries fight the natural decline in brain function that comes with aging. And at least in animals, eating blueberries and strawberries has been shown to increase the number of new neurons that are made in the brain and how many branches the neurons have. And there's also been improvement in brain signaling and the potential for neurotransmitters. Now, it hasn't been studied in humans, but it's on its way to doing it. The next thing that berries do is it wards off dementia. Clogged veins and arteries can actually slow the blood flow to the brain, and that is what causes vascular dementia. So if you're eating a diet that's high in vegetables and fruits, like berries, you are protecting your vascular health. 
And berries also protect against dementia in other ways because um, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, they actually protect the brain from oxidative stress, which has been shown to be a major contributor to neurodegenerative disorders like Alzheimer's. And there's also emerging evidence that shows compounds found in berries can counteract advanced glycation in products. Those are called AGEs. And they have, which have been linked to various age-related changes that also include Alzheimer's. So AGEs are formed as a result of natural processes in the body. They're found in animal products and especially those cooked at high temperatures. So the key is to eat berries regularly. And as recent investigations with blueberries are showing, significant reduction in dementia risk when the berries are eaten before dementia begins. So once you have dementia, it's probably not going to do anything. So you want to start now. And, you know, when we're talking about eating, we talk about eating healthily uh, very often here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You know, have a rainbow on your plate. The more colorful your fruits and vegetables are and the bigger helpings of fruits and vegetables as opposed to, um, to meats, you are going to be having a healthier diet. And then there is more. There is an animal model of post-traumatic stress disorder where blueberries reduced the stress and inflammation and they restored the neurotransmitter imbalances. So I think blueberries are one of those things that you probably should, you know, be eating most of the time. I know I always have a basket of blueberries around. Another animal study showed that both blueberries and raspberries helped protect against the negative effects that a high diet has on our brain. The, the, again, those flavonoids that are in berries have even been shown to boost your mood and decrease risk of developing depression. So, but the bottom line is there is an impressive body of science that demonstrates the benefits of berries for cognitive performance and brain function and the number of controlled human trials is always increasing, so we don't have to rely just on the animal trials anymore. We're seeing the results actually in humans. And again, although um, the bulk of research has been done on blueberries, other berries that are really important are blackberries, raspberries, strawberries. They all have the same bioactive compounds. And berries are very nutrient dense. They have a diversity of natural compounds and that make them really extra, extra powerful. So experts are advising, including a variety of colorful berries in your diet on a regular basis. And that's going to ensure that the beneficial compounds will be in your circulatory system and that will dampen any harm that comes along. And what I like to do with the blueberries, and you can try it, I actually do blueberries and tangerines together. I toss them in a, a salad with olive oil and a little bit of balsamic and a little bit of red wine vinegar and some garlic. And I really like it that way. I think it really uh, tastes good, and I know that it is really good for you. So you can get rid of your, um, your brain fog as well as slow your brain aging. You can ward off dementia and you can improve your memory. And you know what is really delicious is try making a smoothie 
just with, you know, some blueberries, a banana, you might want to put in um, uh, some, uh, some rolled oats. I like to use like a little bit of coconut water, a teaspoon of honey, and definitely a container of uh, Greek yogurt. That really, really does it. Put them in a blender and just process it for however long it takes. And you have um, this wonderful, wonderful drink. You can add you could add a little orange juice if you want to it, or you could add milk if you prefer to do that. But you'll have a wonderful smoothie, a really healthy smoothie. And then just put some mint on top just to add a little uh, prettiness. Well, we're going to take our break. And when we come back, Jensen Russell, the illustrator out of Savannah, Georgia, will be with us to talk about uh, being an illustrator, an artist, a student, and the things that she is working on. So stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network. Back in a bit. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 gifts, and Be The Star You Are for teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back 
to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we are back, and it's definitely show business time. Hello, hello, hello. This is Cynthia Bryan. And with me, I have a very special guest. You know how I like to bring the pioneers on the planet. Well, this young lady is definitely pioneering a new path in illustrating. Her name is Jensen Russell. She is based out of Savannah, Georgia, and we are actually collaborating on a new children's book. She's a really fabulous illustrator. Hello, hello, Jensen. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited to finally get you on the air because we've been working together for the last few months and it is, it, you know, and we're doing everything by email, the new technology. Well, it's not that new, but you know what I mean. It's like we don't do things with sending things in the mail anymore. So it's so great to hear your voice. So what I want to talk to you about is the fact that you are um, an artist and an illustrator and you're juggling working as well as going to school, getting your BFA in illustration with a concentration in publication. So how are you enjoying working on uh, children's books, illustrations and editorials? Tell us what you're doing. Um, I am loving it. Uh, it's been quite a change from, you know, freelance editorial work where people tell you exactly what they want and how they want it done. And they want this, they want these colors, they want, you know, this specific imagery. So it's been a really nice transition. And this is my first children's book, which has been my dream since I started going to school. Um, it's been a very interesting transition and healing, like very inner child healing to be able to take um, something that I've loved for so long and be able to channel it in a way that's going to, you know, engage children. Um, and I've loved it. And you're, you've been great to work with. Well, you know, Jensen, that is, I'm so excited to, um, to share this knowledge with you because all of the uh, experts, you know, I mean, I have written eight books, as you already know, and uh, yeah. some have been on New York Times bestseller list, but I've never written a children's book. So, but I've been wanting to for years and years because I'm a farm girl and you and I share that. You grew up working with goats and I want to talk about that background. But what was so fascinating to me is all the experts that I have ever spoken with when they're talking about writing a children's book and working with an illustrator, what they say is the author doesn't talk to the illustrator. The illustrator just does his or her own thing. And, and I think that the most fun part of this collaboration has been our dialogue together. And I, I really, what do you think? I think so. Um, a lot of times, in the illustration market, it's really just, you know, this is what I want, go do it. Um, right, but I mean, right. part of this, this series is that, you know, these are your stories. These stories are based on your animals. You nurse these animals, you know, to be the best that they can be. So I want to bring your stories to life in the way that you want them to be told because they're your stories, you know. And, you know, that's what's so fascinating. And see, and on the flip side of that, I am looking to you to bring your artistic values 
to the story. So tell right. me when you read when you read the text, you know, the story, because in a children's book, a children's book is 32 pages. It can't be more than 500 words. It's very challenging to write a children's book because you have to be so succinct and every page yes. has to really speak loudly, right? Get your point across. So when you read the words, you came up with these incredible ideas and incredible drawings without me even saying anything. And then later we would hone things that we wanted. But what what spoke to you? What spoke to you on the words? I mean, was it your background in working with animals and being on a farm? Tell me about that. Yeah, I think a lot of that played into it because, I mean, when you're creating characters that are based on real animals, I mean, animals all have personalities, right? Like exactly. each animal has its own personality. So I was able to pick up on that because I have had, you know, years of seeing that. Um, and as these animals kind of interact with each other, like you can see it. So illustration is a little bit like taking a picture and then exaggerating the parts that you want to exaggerate. So you know, if you're having this conversation between a rabbit and a pig, like, obviously, the pig's going to be more overbearing, or even the opposite. Sometimes, you know, the script flips, and you want to be able to highlight that with the colors and the emotions and sort of how the animals are staged with each other. And Jensen, how do you pick a color palette? Because, you know, we, we really didn't even go on the direction, you know, take a direction of that. You just started off and I mean and the color palette to me is really beautiful <laughs> so Thank is it you. the words that speak is it the words just do they come up in your mind because you know I'm not I I'm not um I'm not an artist in the kind of way you are I would do modern art and I was you know I did interior design for a long time so I know how to put all things together and I kind of have that feeling, but there's no way that I could do the drawings that you do. So have, how did you, how do you come up with that? Have you been a, have you been drawing and been an artist your whole life? Did you start as a little girl? Um, I did. Yeah. Um, I started, well, actually I, I don't like to say I started. I like to say I never stopped because. Oh yeah. I love that. That's better. We're always coloring. We're always drawing. You know, um, I never stopped that. It actually became an issue when I was a child. I had to, I was sent to the principal's office and my teacher, I think this was third grade, um, had to set aside like 30 minutes of drawing time for me a day. Like I had this specific doodle journal because I wasn't, do, I wasn't doing any of my work. I was just sitting and drawing. Doodling. Right. All day. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Well, that's amazing. But, you know, isn't it fascinating that so often the things that we're sent to the principal's office for as a little kid, we end up we end up doing that as a career. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing for me is I was like what they used to call a chatty Catholic. I just love talking. Well, what do I do? I make my living speaking, being a radio personality, right. acting. So I I, it was totally what I was meant to do. And speaking exactly. of acting, you were also an actor. So you have also, uh, yes. you have always, so we had all these things in common that, um, you know, it's like we find each other, right? So what was so interesting, though, is so you were doodling. 
And then you're acting too, as uh, today you are still acting. Um, so is that kind of, is that part of your art, just creating characters? Yes, that's one of my favorite parts of the process is sitting down, you know, sort of getting even a few words in a character description, such as like funky or like maybe a little bit moody. They can really tell you so much about how they're going to dress, how they're going to emote. Um, and I really love that because I've, I, like you said, I do have an acting background, so I've been able to put myself in the character and with illustration, I can even take that further and, you know, I'll sit and I'll have a mirror next to me as I'm like drawing the emotions, even on animals, because faces move in the same way, even though the muscles are in different spots. So oh, I love that. Okay, and sort of draw it. Talk about that a little more, Jensen. That is a really fascinating, uh, a fascinating way to do your art. Cause I know at, for acting, I, I often practice before I have a role, I practice in the mirror, you know, I, you know, that's right. what you do. So, so you do that with your art as well. So I when do. you're drawing, you are emoting and then you are copying or, you know, expressing the emotions that you see in the mirror on yourself into whatever you're drawing. Yes. Oh, that is fantastic. That is just really, that is so incredible. So um, now I know that you're a student at the Savannah College of Art and Design, and you're working towards your BFA in illustration uh, with a concentration yes. in publication. So tell us about that experience and how you were juggling working, doing a children's book illustration, also doing commercial freelance work. Um, and, you know, you just got back from a great conference. How are you doing all that? Ooh, barely. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like take a deep breath, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. Time management, I had to learn very quickly. Um, anyone who is listening will tell you that I always have a planner with me. Everything is scheduled. Uh, free time has to be scheduled or it won't happen. Because mm -hmm. um, uh, a lot of freelance, because um, you can do it from wherever you are, right? So Every day is either Monday or every day is Saturday, and you got to choose one because it's not going to be both. <laughs> right, right. You know, we are very much alike because that's how I am too. I am so organized, yes. and I am such, I am so good at time management. And um, I always have my planner with me, and then I back it up <laughs> with my, my uh, Mac calendar you know on my laptop exactly. and, and yes. I mean it's like I have three different ones because I never want to miss anything you know <laughs> you, you have to make sure to do it so um give us a little bit of background of your childhood because when we first met you were talking about the goats that you would go to at your grandparents um is it was it your grandparents farm is that right yes Yes. Yeah, tell us about that, because obviously a, a goat plays a major character in Stella yes. Bella's uh, Barnyard, and the first book is called No Barnyard Bullies. So tell us about your work with goats, because I just love goats. I love goats as well. Um, my grandparents have been goat farmers since before I was born, so I'm almost 22. So for the last 22 years, I've been around goats. Um, and... I mean, we had other farm animals as well, but I really connected to them more than anything else. I think that they're incredibly smart, smarter than right. people think they are. 
Yeah, they're very um, smart. They're very smart. Yeah, and sometimes they're a little bit shy, and a lot of times they're just very loving. Like they have, they have more emotional intelligence than they get credit for. I think. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Yes, in the barnyard, I currently have three goats. And they are all so different. And the old goat, who is almost 10, wants to just kind of hang around and, you know, just like be my buddy. And the two younger goats now that are, uh, what are they? They're about two and a half. They just want to play. And they don't understand why the old old goat doesn't want to constantly butt heads and, and climb trees. Oh, my goats climb trees. And they're trying to teach this old goat to climb a tree. And I don't think you can teach an old goat a new trick. (laughs) No, no, I think that probably doesn't happen. Well, when you're working with your art, one of your goals that you have said is that you like to exaggerate the human experience and you really want to encourage others to feel emotions. So uh, would you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I just love that idea of you know, working through the human experience and making it relatable to people by exaggerating it. Right. So I think this has been something that I've been working towards since I, you know, started actually selling my art when I was in high school. So years and years ago, um, because it was sort of a, it started out as sort of a coping mechanism for me, just sort of getting everything out in these like crazy elaborate drawings. Um, and I started getting reactions from people and I realized that we're all going through things. Everyone is constantly going through things, a million emotions a minute. And if they can see something that, you know, they can relate to and they can understand, then it sort of makes people feel less alone. It's really a way to connect. Um, Mm -hmm. people together a way to connect people with themselves a lot of times we don't realize we're feeling a certain way until we see something and we're like oh wow I didn't realize that I was feeling this but now I am you know Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, I I just think that every art uh, that we do, whether it's dancing, singing, playing a musical instrument, acting, you know, anything in the arts is so critical for our well-being because we get outside of ourselves. And when we start to lose time and when we lose time, we're really enjoying the moment. We're living in the moment, right? And as you said, every human being is going through so much and we never know what another person is going through at any one time. That's why it's so important to be kind and to smile at people and to say hello and not to be judgmental and all of those things. But through, I think through art, we have that ability to uh, really get in touch with who we are and what our soul is. Do you feel yeah. like that? Do you do you feel that Absolutely. your art and connects you with your soul and your whole being? Definitely. I mean, even in doing this book, um, I've touched upon like memories from my childhood that I had just completely forgotten. Really? Um, yes, and it's so, sort of like rewinding and getting to like relive this these like life lessons and draw them as you know, silly little animals that live in a bright pink barn. Like, how fun is that? 
And and what you were reliving were there were they positive experiences, negative experiences, yeah. or a combination of both? I mean, all of it. The the book goes through a lot of you know a lot of places on the emotional spectrum. There's mm-hmm. you know there's anger, there's hurt, and then mm-hmm. there's so much happiness and there's so much love. Um, so it's just all of it. Yeah, it and the really and there's. And there's the pig that is the bully when she first arrives. You know, and I want to just say for our listeners, I think I I cannot wait for this to be out. Uh, It's called No Barnyard Bullies. It's Stella Bella's Barnyard. It's going to be a series. And uh, Jensen is going to be doing the four. There's going to be four books at least right now. And I have contracted with her to do all four uh, illustrations, so we get to be a team, Jensen. I love it. Uh, I really love working with Jensen. She's just awesome. I think you're awesome, Jensen. So I, I'm going to say oh. that for the world to hear. I mean, it's and that's what has been so great about it. But what I was going to say is the first one is um, about a pig who arrives who is a bully because she's a pampered pig, and we can relate to that as human beings when we meet somebody who is um, pampered, right? So we meet people yeah. sometimes who are, they just think that they're so much better than all of us. And the whole idea is nobody is better than anybody else, that we are all on, on our own journey. We all are here for a purpose and we all need to get along. And so hopefully the book is going to translate these emotions that are happening in the animal kingdom to the human, um, the human realm. But I just felt that what I witnessed in the animal farm, which I think you probably are relating to as well, it happens in the human world. I mean, oh, absolutely. Di- didn't you? Didn't you feel that? I mean, obviously, I put words into the mouths of the animals. Um, right. I don't know what they were actually saying, but I know what their body language was doing. And that's what created the words. And um, to me, it just, it's like the animals were reacting just like the, um, like humans do. Right. And, you know, what's funny now is um, one of my buff Orpington hens just hatched five little babies. And the, it, what's so funny is on Cookie, the uh, humongous pig who was supposed to be a pot belly who turned into a humongous. Uh, she's a Juliana. She's like 300 pounds now. These little baby oh chicks run all over Cookie. They run on her back. They jump on her. She gives them piggyback. It is just the funniest thing to watch. <laughs> and to think, you know, to think where we, she was before. So, um, Jensen, uh, what is your goal for the future? What is your goal as far as where you want to go once you've graduated and with your with your illustrations? I would like to continue um, the children's market. I think that there's so much to be created there, and there are so many stories to be told. And um, I really like working with um imagery that a child is going to relate and be drawn to. So I would like to continue in the children's market. Um, And I would like to continue, um, maybe step away from editorial a little bit. It's a little constricting, 
um, and maybe work on some bigger scale projects. It's probably editorial probably helps pay the bills right now. And we all do things. Right. We all do things. (laughs) Yeah. We all do things to pay the bills, uh, but it doesn't feed our soul. And so if it's the, if it is children's book illustrations that feed your soul and give you the creative outlet, that's what you're going to pursue. And of course you're going to pay the bills pay the bills in the meantime do you have a favorite kind of genre that you like to draw because first of all everyone can go to her instagram page it's called nowhere jen n-o-w-h-e-r-e-j-e-n and see she she's an incredible artist with you have a lot of styles but do you have a preference you yeah you have a do you have a preference or are you just experimenting with you know all kinds of things to kind of see where it leads. Um, my preference is def- definitely um, animal, nature, and like human space um, in like a pretty exaggerated way. Like I'm very cartoony, mm-hmm. um, and I like that because I it gives me the freedom to play, which is what I love to do when I'm creating. Right. Um, I love to play, and I love to be learning as much as possible. So if I can create a world in where the humans look ridiculous, but they're still human and relatable to all ages, that is definitely what I'm going to continue to do. See, that's so important. And I love what you just said about playing, because I really believe that all of us need to play more. We are much too serious. We need to take ourselves, you know, less seriously and realize that life is for living and laughing and really enjoying ourselves. And yes, we all have to make a living, you know, and we all have to clean our houses and <laughs> we have to, you oh, know, don't make remind me <laughs> all of those things. But the but the most important thing is when we are playing, we are actually creating something that is bigger than ourselves. And if we're if we're not having fun, what is the point, right? I don't want to go yeah. through life thinking, oh my gosh, I got another day. I want to wake up in the morning and say, yay, God, it's morning. Not, oh God, it's morning. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's a huge, <laughs> right? There's a huge difference. So I'm just, I am just so thrilled to work with you on this series of Stella Bella's um, a, a Barnyard Adventures, Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures. We haven't started advertising it yet, but hopefully, I'm not exactly sure when the book will, first book will be published, hopefully before Christmas, um, maybe in the next few months. It's called No Barnyard Bullies. And the author is me, Cynthia Bryan. The illustrator is Jensen Russell. And you are going to be seeing a lot of her in the future because she is a very talented illustrator. You are, uh, Jensen. And more than that, you're just a lovely human being. And I don't care what the experts say, that the author and the, and the illustrator aren't supposed to communicate. To me, if we don't communicate and collaborate, we will never innovate. So <laughs> Agreed. I fully agreed. Right. So um, I think we're just going to continue working in the way we're working because it works in my opinion, right? And we're having fun. We're playing. And yeah, and that's, that's the most important thing. And if we don't like something, we change it. 
because um, there are no mistakes. It's just fertilizer. And uh, we know that animals make plenty of fertilizer, right? Oh, yes. Well, Jensen Russell, you can see her Instagram page, Nowhere Jen. So visit her on Instagram. You will be just blown away by her wonderful illustrations. She's also on LinkedIn. And um, I just wish you the best of success. And again, it is just my honor to be working with you. I feel that it was a blessing that we that I found you. I mean, it was just meant to be. It was meant to be. And I, be- I, I believe in magic and miracles. And you were one of those <laughs> magical, miracle people. So thank you. And thank you, thank Jensen. You. Well, and thank you for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are going to make this just a great series because children will love it. I really believe that children are going to love this series. Don't you feel it? I feel it. Yes. <laughs> so for everybody listening, start anticipating Stella Bella's, uh, what is it? Barnyard Adventures, Stella Bella's Barnyard <laughs> Adventures and no Barnyard Bullies. All right, Jensen, well, I'll let you go. I know you have a busy, busy schedule. Thank you so much. And uh, we will be in touch. So Jensen, on look at her Instagram, Nowhere Jen. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about how water is life. Don't go away. Be the star you are, the star you are. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Gaining control of your life by setting goals is at the center of most leadership and time management systems. Stephen Covey, the best-selling author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, suggests to empower yourself and accomplish your goals, you must ask yourself these questions. What is it that I want to accomplish? What contribution do I want to make to the project? Why do I want to do it? What is my motive? And how am I going to do it? Answers to these what, why, and how questions create the context for setting weekly and long-range goals. Start small. Find balance by first setting short-term goals that you are sure to accomplish, then gradually adding to your list. Goal setting is a lifelong strategy for success and right in your planner. (laughs) Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. 
Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of showbiz. Well, we're back, and that was a party, at least for me. It's just so fun working with Jensen Russell, because it's my first time working with an illustrator. And of course, we're probably breaking all the rules of author-illustrator relationships, but that's the way we like it. And it's working out beautifully. And just wait till you see the book. You're going to want to buy hundreds of copies to give to everybody you know, because the, the her illustrations are spectacular. And the story is really important and um, is so applicable to what we're going through, what people go through in life, and especially young people. So in this segment, we're talking about water and how water is life. Now, Jacques-Yves Cousteau said, we forget that the water cycle and the life cycle are one. So I wanted to create an opportunity to show the reverence of the gifts of nature. And we want to engage a unique human capacity to understand and consider the science derived from the Latin for knowledge and awareness, right, of nature to only add to our sense of wonder and reverence for nature. And there isn't any better example than talking about water. Um, obviously a lot of people, you talk about water and they're just like, oh, this is, this is boring. It's just so simple. It's the substance that, um, that we all need, but it's so true that if we don't have any water, life does not exist. And without water, we would not have any favorable conditions for life on this planet upon which our civilization is dependent. And uh, this is one of the reasons why we have not inhabited other uh, planets as of yet, because we don't have water. So to begin, water is a combination of the two most abundant elements on Earth, hydrogen and oxygen. And it has the unique property of being a liquid, a vapor, and a solid. The solid is ice within the conditions of the surface of the planet. It is essential to the basic chemistry of life because as a liquid, it is solvent. It's the basic environment in which organic compounds can interact in the innumerable processes of metabolism and reproduction that are life. I mean, life was created as those processes developed from the myriad of reactions that occurred within the primordial water on Earth. And these processes are not static. Water is used in various ways and must be continually replenished in each organism, and that is including us. Now, water has another role, too. It is the source of the oxygen via photosynthesis upon which we totally depend. 
And it's also responsible for many of the physical processes and conditions from which life conducts itself. Now, as vapor, water forms clouds. And those clouds later fall as rain and snow. And that's continuously redistributing itself, reshaping the land by erosion and transporting minerals and organic material for use by life to new areas. Snow and ice are acting as reservoirs that extend the benefits as water as they melt. Now, for example, in California right now, we haven't had a big enough snowfall to have a big enough snow melt, and which has uh, depleted our reservoirs and rivers, and therefore we are in a drought right now. Now, water helps stabilize the climate because it can absorb or release an extraordinary amount of heat without changing temperature. And as continents heat and cool, uh, the oceans and lakes act to keep the, the global thermometer constant. Water is highly unusual because it expands when it is a solid, and that results in faster circulation of minerals because water breaks up rocks when it freezes, and therefore it expands, and it cracks. So it also means that ice floats, so actually it insulates ponds and lakes during cold periods, preventing lower temperatures that would kill many plants and animals below the surface. So it's no secret that civilization, uh, civilization developed along rivers, the Nile, the Tigris, the Euphrates, the Indus, the Yellow, because their water made possible the crops supporting concentrated populations with the attendant benefits of productivity and human affairs. Now, also important was the role of water in transportation, allowing resources and knowledge to be widely distributed. Now, later, water was an initial source of power in the early stages of the Industrial Revolution. So we as a society are now realizing that all life on this planet exists as an interconnected web in which water's numerous roles are threads and we can't avoid their pull. And if we do not sequester dangerous chemicals, water will return them to us to interfere with the functioning of the cells of our bodies. And if we divert the rivers, the collapse of seemingly distant ecosystems is only the first domino to fall in a series that comes back to us. If we affect the climate, water will no longer circulate in the patterns we depend on, reducing our overall capacity to sustain ourselves. So this is all part of the climate change and how we don't want the temperatures of the water to raise. So knowing the details of water's actions doesn't diminish the magic. So each time you use water for drinking, for cooking, for watering plants, for filling bird and butterfly baths, think about how precious each drop is. In fact, make an active effort to capture rain by place some barrels um, around your property. Uh, use containers um, like I do. I put teapots and buckets in my shower and in my sinks. And then I use that gray water to hydrate my landscape. And uh, when you use reserve those buckets in your sink to be used for watering plants, it really helps. You can use them in your, um, your indoor plants as well. 
So be thankful for the sacred gift of water. And every single day we have a choice to slow down and breathe in the moments we share with the living world around us and find a deepening reverence for water. It's very gratifying and enlightening. And there, here's just a few water-saving tips before I end this show, because all of us need to do our part by limiting um, our water use. So one thing that would be uh, really good is if you're going to do laundry or dishes and you have a dishwasher or a washing machine, run a full load. Only turn on the tap when you need to rinse and don't let the water run unnecessarily when you brush your teeth, when you lather up, when you shave, or when you wash dishes. Take really short showers and put a bucket in your shower. And you should probably try using some tie-dye tabs in your toilet to check for leaks because leaks are usually caused by worn-out flapper valves and they're easily fixed. Um, You should also replace any washers in your faucet to to drop, um, to stop any drips or leaks. And you could install aerators on your bathroom and kitchen faucets, and that will help as well. And if you're irrigating, do it early, early in the morning or late in the evening and only do it a couple times a week. And we can all save some water. Well, thanks for being great listeners, allowing us into your life each week here on Voice America, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're so thrilled to be on the Voice America network and come to you live from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific every Wednesday. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, to purchase any of my books, or just find out about what's upcoming, including Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To get involved with Be The Star You Are or to make a donation or to volunteer, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Be The Star You Are empowers women, families, and youth at risk. We are providing literacy and positive media messages. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week. And, you know, pick up a children's book because they are giving you life lessons and they are so much fun and full of play. So until next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Dream, create, and make a difference this week. Smile and then be here next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Again, thanks for joining me. Ciao for now. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, 
entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily